This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now a new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go we? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah, we should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Monday, June the 20th, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop shop for everything pro wrestling. We cover all the wrestling news from all the major wrestling promotions. We scour the web to make sure we get you the updated stories so you don't have to. Headlines is a daily podcast you can find anywhere where fine podcasts are made available so you can get back to your day with still being in the know. With that being said, let's go ahead and let's get right to the headlines. The first is Terry Funk. Now, many fans know Terry Funk is one of the most iconic hardcore legends in the entire world of pro wrestling, a career having spanned over almost nearly 50 years. He's competed in so many different promotions all around the world. Now, a video of him being inducted into a Hall of Fame. Joshua Jones is writing in at this hour. Terry Funk entered the International Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame based out of Albany, New York on August 2021. Now, the footage has been released of Funk receiving his Hall of Fame ring from the longtime friend Marty the Bull Fernandez. You can actually check out the video which is now posted up on YouTube and on eWrestling News. Now, Terry Funk began his wrestling career in the NWA before arriving in All Japan Pro Wrestling back in 1972. Alongside his brother Dory Funk Jr., Funk's traditional southern style of wrestling changed to a more hardcore style during his time in ECW. For more news on Terry Funk and his acceptance into the Hall of Fame, Joshua Jones has this article trending right now over on eWrestling News. 
Making news also at this hour, AEW star Platinum Max Caster. As we know, many wrestlers go ahead and trademark some of their catchphrases or their looks. Platinum Max Caster is now trademarking his name. The acclaims Max Caster has officially trademarked his Platinum nickname. On Saturday, the AEW star took to Twitter to announce that he has received some help from the gimmick attorney, Michael Dawkins, and now owns the trademark. He wrote on Twitter, I'll be waiting so long for this moment. Max is now officially Platinum. If you like to find out more about what's going on with Max Caster, you can go ahead and follow him on Twitter and all forms of social media, and definitely still follow Ryan Clark on eWrestling News. Let's talk more about Jeff Hardy. As many of you know, the last several weeks have been difficult from the one half of the Hardy boys. Many people remember that the Volusia County Police pulled Hardy over and he was arrested for a DUI. Now, originally the case was set to be seen in front of a judge, and then there were some dates that were going to be pushed back. Now, we have some more information. Jeff Hardy officially has the court date set. According to a report from PW Insider, Hardy will be arraigned and have a bond hearing on July the 5th regarding his arrest last Monday for driving while his license was canceled, suspended, or revoked. Now, violations of restrictions placed on drivers and DUI alcohol-related charges because this was his third offense in 10 years. During the hearing, Jeff Hardy will enter a plea and find out if any additional bond may be added. He is currently out of jail on a $3,500 bond. Hardy is also, unfortunately, suspended from AEW without pay by Tony Khan until he successfully completes a treatment and he shows that he can maintain his sobriety. For more information on the Jeff Hardy story, follow Ryan Clark and follow E! Wrestling News as they will have all the information. Daniel Garcia is also making news at this hour. Daniel Garcia recalls breaking both of his legs during a car accident back in 2019. Now, some of you may recall that AEW star Daniel Garcia was involved in a major car accident back in 2019 in Montreal that resulted in both of his legs being broken. During a recent appearance on Talk is Jericho podcast, Garcia commented on the accident and provided some additional detail on how it actually happened. Now, as far as how actually things happened, he said, we just hit some black ice, the car spun out, and we crashed, and we went into the end of a guardrail. So the guardrail basically splits the car in half. I broke my femur, which was my right leg, and my fibula, my tibia on my left shin, and then my ankle. Now, on waking up during the accident, I was sleeping in the back seat, and I remember I woke up and we were spinning. After the crash, I was almost like peaceful. You couldn't hear anything. There was no traffic. It was like dew on the ground in the morning. Because I was able to get around somehow, and I just remember lying there. I looked up at the front of the car, and I saw the people in the front. Kevin Bennett. He goes, Daniel, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm good. I think I broke my legs, though. If you'd like to find out more about what's going on with Daniel Garcia and more details about his incident, check out Ryan Clark's article that is trending right now over on eWrestling News. What happened when Dixie Carter and Billy Corgan passed each other at this past weekend's Slammiversary? Ryan Clark is writing in at this hour, former TNA President Dixie Carter and NWA President Billy Corgan did in fact run into each other backstage at Sunday night's Impact Wrestling Slammiversary event. According to a report from PW Insider, the interaction between the two was said to have been short and professional. Corgan and Carter were previously involved in a lawsuit that turned nasty over ownership of Impact slash TNA at one time. For more information on this, follow Ryan Clark on eWrestling News as he will have the latest on this developing story. The reason why Samoa Joe did not send in a video for Impact's Slammiversary has been revealed. As seen during last night's Impact Wrestling Slammiversary pay-per-view, three video packages were sent in. AJ Styles, Kurt Angle, and Sting aired on the big screen. Of course, the event celebrated the company's 20th anniversary of being in business. One person who was noticeably absent from the video packages was Samoa Joe, with many fans questioning why he didn't film one. Current Ring of Honor World Television Champion 
would take to Twitter to reveal why he wasn't featured. Now he would go on to say, Dearest Cackling Hens, I wasn't asked or available, and it should not mar a great milestone by impact. Happy anniversary, and my best going forward to all that were involved. For more information on this story, the article is trending right now by Ryan Clark over on E-Wrestling News. The wrestling world continues to mourn the loss of very, very beloved wrestling referee Tim White. Former WWE referee Tim White passed away this Sunday at the age of 68. Since the news of White's passing, the wrestling world has continued to react by sharing memories, photos, and tribute messages via Twitter. You can actually see some of the reactions from Jim Rosh, Miro, Dolph Ziggler, Michael Hayes, Mick Foley, X-Pac, Matt Hardy, and many, many others. He was definitely one of the most iconic referees during the WWF and even during the WWE. For more information on the tragic passing of Tim White, Ryan Clark has this article trending right now over on E-Wrestling News. AEW Rampage ratings are in for this past Friday night. Andrew Ravens is writing in at this hour. Friday night's episode of Rampage on TNT pulled in 331,000 total viewers. They drew a .10 rating in the key demo of 18 to 49. Now last week's show did 476,000 viewers with a .16 rating in the key demo of 18 to 49. Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics reported the numbers that this was the lowest key demo rating for Rampage including all the pre-exemptions. Now the episode featured John Moxley versus Dante Martin, Darby Allen versus Bobby Fish, TBS champion Jade Cargill against Willow Nightingale, The Gun Club and Max Caster versus Bear Country and Leon Ruff and Swerve Strickland and a Keith Lee segment. For more information on the numbers as far as ratings, continue to follow Andrew Ravens as he has all of this information trending now over at E Wrestling News. Let's go ahead and let's check out Friday's SmackDown taping result and find out what their ratings were. Now this week's episode of WWE SmackDown brought in 2.2 million viewers on Fox. This is up from the 1.9 million viewers they had a week ago. WWE SmackDown pulled a .57 rating in the key 18 to 49 demo, which is up from the .44 demo rating from a week ago. Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics reported these numbers that this was the best SmackDown rating since April. Now the show featured Roman Reigns defending the United Undisputed WWE Universal Championship against Matt Riddle, Happy Corbin versus Mad Cat Moss, and Vince McMahon made an appearance. For more information on all of the numbers and the logistics, continue to follow Andrew Ravens as he is these articles trending right now over at E Wrestling News. Gail Kim is talking while she retired from in-ring competition at 2019. Many people know Gail Kim is one of the most influential and successful female wrestlers of this generation, but many people are wondering why did she retire in 2019? Well, during a recent interview with Dominic D'Angelo for Ad Free Shows, Gail Kim commented on her decision to retire from the ring in 2019. Kim's last match was against Tessa Blanchard at the Impact Rebellion pay-per-view on April 28th of 2019. Kim would go on to say, and I quote, I couldn't walk after my match. Is like legitimately, I couldn't walk. I was using my luggage almost like a walking stick to get myself from spot to spot. Once I felt like I was slowing down in the ring, but I really knew. That was the first part. The second part was, well, thing to do for me to accomplish. And honestly, I'd already accomplished everything I wanted to do. The icing on the cake was already there, being a Hall of Famer. If you'd like to find out more of what Gail Kim had to say about why exactly she decided to retire, Ryan Clark has that article trending right now over on E! Wrestling News. Wheeler Yuta is making news today. The AEW star is commenting on who came up with the concept of the Blackpool Combat Club t-shirt design that recently came out. During a recent appearance on the Wrestling with Brandon Walker podcast, AEW star Wheeler Yuta revealed that it was Mark Henry who came up with the design of the Blackpool Combat Club t-shirt. Now, on the club's philosophy. Part of it is that we have the same philosophy. It's violence. We're going to win by any means necessary in the ring, and we're going to try to punish 
punish people. Now, on the nation of domination also using the phrase by any means necessary. Mark Henry does like me. He suggested the shirt, the BCC shirt. Then I wrote it in blood that we did it this way. If you'd like to find out more about this, definitely go ahead and follow Wheeler Yuta on social media. Davey Richards thanks MLW for allowing him to appear at Slammiversary. Davey Richards took to Twitter today to thank MLW for allowing him to appear on Sunday's Impact Anniversary pay-per-view show. Now, those who don't know, Richards teams up with Nick Aldis, Frankie Gazarian, Motor City Machine Guns to defeat Honor No More. Richards would write, Thanks goes to the incredible company at Impact and MLW for allowing me to compete tonight. A special thanks to my teammates at Team Ambitions STL whom pushed me every day to be a better wrestler. For more information on this and on Davey Richards, follow Ryan Clark on eWrestling News as he has more information on this. Ethan Page, also known as All Ego, is making news also this hour. Ethan Page reveals why he wants his legacy to be when he retires, and he also talks about his goals that he still has for AEW. During a recent appearance on the Insight with Chris Van Vliet podcast, AEW star Ethan Page commented on his future goals with All Elite Wrestling, what he wants his legacy to be when he retires, and so much more. Now, on his future goals with AEW and where he sees himself a year from now. As long as I'm in a better position than I am now, it's not that I'm about chasing titles or main eventing. I just understand the way the business works a lot more in my older age. I've been doing this for 16 years. As I mature in professional wrestling, my mindset has definitely changed. As long as I'm on the upward trajectory, I'm always going to be okay with it. Now, on potentially becoming AEW champion and what that would mean to his legacy once he retires. I would love to do that. I won't hang my hat on that. For me, my goals have not been changing. I want to be able to work for a long time, but I don't want to be in the ring for very long. I want to be able to leave a legacy in wrestling and have a connection with a large enough audience that I can be that guy in conventions in my 50s and 60s and still reliving the glory days. For more information on this, Ryan Clark has this article trending right now over on eWrestling News. Paige makes her first appearance after her contract runs out. Many people have been wondering where Paige is going to be. Well, we have all the information. Thomas Lawson's writing in this hour, WWE's Paige has announced her first appearance after she leaves the company next month. Paige's career at WWE will officially end on July the 7th, and the former Divas champion has said that WWE is no longer going to continue her contract. She wishes that she could have actually stayed. World Association of Wrestling has announced that Paige is going under the same name, Sarah Ann, and will be stepping into the WAW ring for the first time in over a decade at the promotion's fight event. Now, will also take place on October the 15th in Norfolk Showgrounds in Norwich, England. Also, it's been announced just recently that she will be at StarCast making an appearance as well. For all the fans of hers, you can go ahead and follow her on social media and follow all the details on eWrestling News. WWE Hall of Famer is going under the knife. WWE Hall of Famer superstar Billy Graham is set to undergo partial amputation on some of his toes. Graham, a former WWF champion, revealed the sad news on Facebook saying that an infection in his foot has forced surgeons to amputate. The 2004 Hall of Famer noted that he will be offline for a while, at least two or three weeks, as he recovers from all of these surgeries. Graham has a history of medical issues including, but not limited to, a liver transplant in 2002, third stage of liver disease in the 2010s, and internal bleeding, which happened back in 2016. With more information on Billy Graham's health, Thomas Lawson has this article trending right now over on eWrestling News. Oliver Luck and Vince McMahon, they finally settled their XFL termination lawsuit. Andrew Ravens is writing at this hour. A trial date has been set for the lawsuit between Vince McMahon and former XFL commissioner Oliver Luck, which is scheduled for July the 11th. The Sports Business Journal reported today that the two sides have reached a settlement agreement, but the terms are unknown. Luck was suing McMahon for $23.8 million. He hasn't been paid 
from his $35 million contract due to him after being fired prior to the league shutting down. For more information on the trial itself, Andrew Ravens has this information trending right now over on eWrestling News. Matt Hardy comments on the Young Bucks in the AEW World Title match that unfortunately he wasn't able to participate in. Matt Hardy isn't thrilled with missing out on the chance to become AEW World Tag Team Champion with his brother. On last week's episode of Dynamite, the Bucks dethroned Jurassic Express to become the first two-time AEW World Tag Team Champions via a ladder match. Now, Hardy was scheduled to compete in the match with his brother Jeff, and at one point it had been scheduled to win the tag team titles, but the pair were pulled after Jeff's DUI arrest, which was his third in 10 years. On the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy podcast, Matt admitted to being envious that he was in the match. He would go on to say, and I quote, I was very envious and disappointed that I wasn't out in front of the crowd in St. Louis participating in the ladder match. I was very proud of the work the Young Bucks and Jurassic Express did in that match and the shocking Christian heel turn after the match. It was a nice cherry on top. Now, AEW has suspended Jeff Hardy, as we've stated before, without pay, and he will only be able to come back if he can prove his sobriety. Now, we will keep you up to date with all the information on the future of what Matt Hardy has in the company and what can be expected from Jeff Hardy if he's able to keep his terms of agreement agreement on e-wrestling news. Let's go ahead and let's talk a little bit about title changes. Well, there was a big title change on WWE on their main event results from the June 20th edition. This week's edition of WWE main event was recorded in advance prior to Monday Night Raw. The following are spoilers. The results of the two matches that took place according to various reports. Dewdrop defeated Dana Brooke by pinfall to win the 24-7 champion. Judgment Day defeated the Mysterios by pinfall. For more information on exactly what happened during the main event, go ahead and continue following eWrestling News as they will have all of the information for that. Joshua Jones is also reporting in this hour. WWE talent reportedly annoyed for having to wait in the ring during long video packages. During a WWE live event, it's normal to see talent wait in the ring while video packages air on the Titantron. This often happens to mid-card talent, but a top talent like Randy Orton sometimes has to figure out what to do while standing around in the ring in the dark for several minutes before their opponent comes out. While there hasn't been any pushback from talent as of right now, a recent report from Fightful Select revealed that some have been a little upset about the whole ordeal. According to the report, WWE talent sometimes have to wait up to 15 minutes in the ring after they their entrance while there is commercials playing on the Titantron. The report also mentions that some of the talent in the company are annoyed with the whole ordeal and even express their feelings to the higher-ups. However, they were told that that's the format and it is what it is, and that's what's needed to do to improve the show and the flow. One talent was asked, well, what do we do in the meanwhile? Well, we talk to the crowd, we dance, sometimes we get annoyed when it's too long. Fans who attended the May 30th episode of Raw noticed that Liv Morgan had to wait in the ring for nearly 20 minutes after her entrance music had hit and concluded. For more information on this, Joshua Jones has this article trending right now over on eWrestling News. If you're enjoying this podcast, Headlines is your one-stop shop to find out everything that's happening in the world of professional wrestling. We go ahead and scour the wrestling website so you don't have to. This fine podcast is available anywhere where you get your podcasts, and it is free. If you know a wrestling fan who enjoys Headlines, go ahead and tag them on social media and let them know that it is the one-stop shop to get you 
back to your day. Thomas Lawson's also writing in at this hour. There's some rumor killers on the marital status of Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. Now, there is no truth to rumors that Triple H and Stephanie McMahon are experiencing marital problems that have been spreading on social media lately. Recently, rumors circulated that the pair were having problems after McMahon has been seen without her wedding ring on multiple occasions. This quickly led to speculation that Stephanie announced her absence was not to be more with her family, but that maybe a divorce was imminent. Now, Wade Keller addressed the rumors on the Pro Wrestling Torch audio show and said that a well-connected source has refuted those rumors. In a quote, there's conjecture out there about the marital status that they are dealing with. I'm told that it's flat out not the case and that they are, in quote, a team. Now, McMahon is serving as interim CEO and chairwoman as her father, Vince McMahon, is under investigation for alleged affair with a pair legal. You can keep up with everything here by continuing to follow the great writers on eWrestling News and Thomas Lawson. Continuing on here, here's an update of how the talent backstage feel about the undisputed WWE Universal title. As many people know, Roman Reigns has been the champion in both brands a substantial amount of time. WWE is reporting keeping its options open regarding the undisputed WWE Universal Championship and could be looking to separate the titles into two again. At WrestleMania 38, Roman Reigns unified the WWE Championship and Universal Championship by defeating Brock Lesnar on the show's second night. Fightful Select has learned that while the title is referred to only by one name now, the undisputed WWE Universal Championship and the WWE and Universal Championship are still recognized individually backstage as being separate. Therefore, the titles could be split once again in the future and be defended separately on shows. WWE reportedly had plans for a second World Championship to be introduced after WrestleMania 38, but those plans never materialized. Given Roman Reigns' more relaxed schedule, many consider unifying the two titles to be a giant mistake. Reigns had his first title defense since WrestleMania 38 this past Friday on SmackDown and will defend his titles against Brock Lesnar in the last standing match at SummerSlam. With more information on this, continue to follow eWrestling News as they will give you all the latest on what's happening with the championships with Inside WWE. Let's go ahead and let's do a little Impact Wrestling. Some updates on Chelsea Green, Deanna Peraza following that scary bump they took at Slammiversary. Ryan Clark's writing in at this hour, Chelsea Green and Deanna Peraza were involved in a big spot on Sunday's Impact Slammiversary pay-per-view. During the Queen of the Mountain match, the two were high up on a ladder when Mia Yim came out and pushed the ladder over. It sent both women outside and through two tables. Now, according to a report from PW Insider, both Green and Peraza were said to have been okay following the match. Now, you can check out the exact spot if you cruise on over to Impact Wrestling on Twitter, and you can determine for yourself whether or not these two ladies are quote-unquote still okay. If you're enjoying this podcast, as I said before, continue to follow us. Continue to support us because we are bringing you all the updated information literally hour by hour. This is the one-stop shop so you don't have to cruise all over the internet and social media. E-Wrestling News is also reporting in this hour about Logan Paul and The Rock. Logan Paul is a recent guest on the True podcast to talk about several topics including Dwayne The Rock Johnson cutting ties with him after he posted a video of a suicide victim who was found hanging from a tree. Now, many things have been happening, and this was the quote. I've never 
told this story. I've given you some alpha. I, I love Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He's the best. So likable. He works hard. He's motivational. His energy is contagious. He's always on the jets. In a weird way, there's no blueprint to the stuff that he is doing, but in one weird way, he made a blueprint for a career path that doesn't even exist yet. In the same way, I kind of want to do the same thing. I looked vastly different, but in parallel, I believe I've built a multifaceted career in the same way Dwayne The Rock Johnson has. We made a couple of videos together, me and Dwayne, back in the day, when I was making Instagram Vine sketches. Great guy in real life. I was scared to meet him because I was like, is he going to be one of those people that you meet? and then you fall out of love with after you meet him. But no, he's a sweetheart. He gave me that time of day having a nice conversation. It was awesome. Now, on The Rock's altercation in Rock's, I'm sorry, The Rock's reaction to the very, very disturbing viral video that was posted. This was one of the saddest moments of my life, what I'm about to say. After Japan happened, obviously found myself in a hole, rightfully so. I had never been that low before, extremely low mentally. And I got a call from my publicist who had been repped Dwayne, and she's like, Dwayne has asked that you remove every picture and video that you ever done with him. Maybe in the future the relationship can be reconciled, but for now he basically wants nothing to do with you. I also understood. I get it. I made a grotesque error and he had the right to feel the way he did, much like many other people. The incident affected him in a personal way. I understood that and I understood all parts of it. I was like, wow, you gotta sleep in the bed you made now. I just wish I would have gotten a call or a text or something because I thought we had a healthy relationship, like an open line of communication. So I was sad that my hero wanted nothing to do with me. If you'd like to find out what more what Logan Paul had to say about his relationship with The Rock and that infamous video that he posted several years ago. Continue to follow eWrestling News as they have all of the details going on right now. That's going to do it for all the headlines that are trending right now in the world of pro wrestling. As I said before, if you enjoy this, continue to follow eWrestling News. Continue to follow them on social media. Their website is eWrestlingNews.com. Once again, eWrestlingNews.com. You can follow them at eWrestlingNews also on Twitter and other forms of social media. They have all the up-to-date articles written by the most talented writers in the wrestling business. With that being said, my name is Mike Freeland, and I will catch you next time on another episode of Headlines. The world of MLW Radio never stops.